Welcome back, beautiful people. This is another episode of An Untold Narrative, where we host creatives from all around the globe with different passions, projects, and brands. Uh, today's guest is a one of a kind, the first of his kind, um, somebody who is has cold message to be on this podcast. And since the 95 plus episodes in, I have not accepted anybody, but Terrence's story from a couple clicks in, I was like, this sounds like somebody who should be on the podcast. So I am very excited to get into the conversation with Terrence Diggs of D17 Clothing. Terrence, to start, tell the people what your mission is. Like, why are you doing all the things you do? That's so exciting. And I love the first question because I thought it was going to be like, you know, the intro, whatever, explaining myself, which is always great, but I love uh, coming out the gate with the mission thing. And I guess I'll just roll off it. Um, so my name's Terrence and my mission really is athletics design and community, um, really being able to create opportunity through sport and make product that really excels and highlights athleticism with, you know, athletes to players to, uh, you know, your, your pickleball fanatic to your marathon runner. Um, to your basketball overseas person or somebody that's just getting it done from the day to day, um, you know, been seven years of, of of pushing that mission and being able to completely and always embody sport and kind of the the spirit of athletics. And here I am Sunday morning talking to you, enjoying I it love, and, and excited I to get in this so conversation. So, so your your three pillars actually build a great framework for this convo because we're going to try to fo follow that mm -hmm. athletics design and community for those who who needed a a rebump on those. Those are three very different but very beautiful kind of frameworks for a brand. You mentioned seven yeah. years though. Is that how mm -hmm. long you've been doing D seventeen? Is it a full time thing? Like, give people some context as to like what what kind of it is and and how you're involved. Yeah. So right now, really the seven years has kind of been my internal benchmark. Um, started really producing the brand when I came out of undergrad. So that was around 2016, 2017. Um, didn't really get into, you know, e-com and setting everything up until after like a year later. Like I, I teased product for about a year, um, did shoots, made samples and kind of just got the name out there. It wasn't until 2017 that it was like, okay, let's actually start putting some stuff on a website and, you know, collecting payments and processing for bigger releases. And then really around, I guess you could say 2020, 2021, it was like, okay, let's, let's get our, you know, straps together. Let's get everything set up, you know, get outside help. How can I, you know, get payment systems to get contractors and work with agencies and, and photographers to really, keep everything as, as as professional as I can. I know I'm still kind of a, a small team, but being able to kind of keep that upper level, not only customer service, but also like people that work alongside you um, is really just where the seven years kind of puts me. And I like being closer to like, yeah, I'm almost 10 years in versus like my <laughs> on paper too. But, um, you know, it was a lot of work before, you know, getting everything LLC'd up and, and all that, um, that I like to just, you know, give it still its heritage and, and why, recognition. Why? That's really interesting. Why do you think that you spend so much time prepping yourself and building up to the kind of all in moment? Because so many people these days, so many people, creatives, entrepreneurs that we talk to, you know, really just mm -hmm. 
start and then they figure it out right mm. it sounds like you've had this slow build of like i'm gonna make sure that when i do this i'm ready and everything's dialed up yeah so i think really i i think it's a little bit anxiety like like all creatives feel it's like you know it's when it's time to put the product out it's like oh geez how are people gonna resonate with it how are they gonna you know think behind it um but i think honestly it's just i wanted to really make sure that my process is as clean as possible from you know brief to mood board to manufacturing to fulfillment and then obviously like activation whether it is something event based or being able to connect with other businesses and collaborators um cuz i know early on like you know everyone's trying to find a manufacturer everyone's trying to find someone to print everyone's trying to find someone to do the marketing to take the photos and stuff like that um i really wanted to put together everything to fit in a way that felt uh just clean, just for myself, because honestly, I'm just doing so many things at once that I want to be able to keep it together. Um, and then once I was like, okay, I've really got my stuff together, I can now put it in place. And when people come to me or opportunities arise, I have all like all my books are together um, versus, you know, I try to stay from like, oh, like, I don't know, you know, you know, I haven't done this yet. You know, where's your stuff? Me, I, you know, we're still working on that. Um, and even now I've gone back on the manufacturing process to really keep everything clean and together. Um, and now I'm at the point where it's like, I, I can, I can, uh, you know, send cold call messages on LinkedIn or email a business and say, Hey, here's my website. Here's the press we've done. Here's product. I can show you, I can show you future releases. Here's my demographics, my audience. Uh, everything we've done, here's myself. And then I can get a real polished pitch going. And it's just helped me now in the long run. I can, I can sit down with organizations and they feel more comfortable working with me because I'm, I'm so small. Um, but now it's like, they think I'm like this huge, like 30 man team. And it's really only like four of us. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, we, let me just, let me just speak to my uh, director of content. And like, really, it's just me. And it's like, ah, he's, you know, he said he'll do it. And then <laughs> kind of going from there, um, you got to switch the, switch the hats out every now and then, which is fun. Wow. That's a, that's super interesting, man. Uh, congratulations. I mean, I, so many people talk about this dream, right. Of like, you know, starting a brand, mm -hmm. working for yourself, building it out and it really sounds like you've taken the time to hone in on your craft and make sure your shit's buttoned up and it's really nice to hear because yeah. it doesn't always go that way um you you mentioned kind of having you know product releases and and again going back to that framework mm -hmm. of that first pillar of athletics right so two-folded mm -hmm. question but i want to tackle the first first is you've you've had yeah. partnerships with other sports teams you know it sounds like you you've worked with like a baseball team um in your area mm -hmm. based on your website you know for anybody listening like how do you build partnerships like something like that like a like a like a full team you know they, they're betting on you to deliver you know how, how do things like mm -hmm. that come up and arise is it simply just cold emails <laughs> i think it really kind of has like a two-part thing to it i i'm a i'm a big guy of just I just got to ask, you know, I can't, I, the only thing, the worst I can get is a no, right? So um, just being able to, I feel like for one, identifying with 
teams or organizations that really align with what you're trying to do, because um, that just makes the conversation easier. And usually sometimes as well, it's like you might know somebody that, uh, you know, that works in the front office somewhere. Maybe you went to school together. Maybe they played with somebody that, you know, like luckily I played sports for a long time that they're like, oh, you know, actually me and, and this guy, you know, we played baseball you know, T-ball, we were eight years old or like, you know, me and this girl, we, uh, you know, we played community college uh, basketball together. And I'm like, okay, you know, can you give me a little inside or something like that? Um, but the instant you're talking about was with the Bowie Bay Sox. They're under the Baltimore Orioles uh, farm system. They're an affiliate and they were looking for businesses in the area um, for a community night, basically highlighting colleges and, and businesses that kind of fit their mission of, you know, bringing people together, obviously sport, um, and still kind of not taking it away from the actual game. Cause they have Isn't Jackson holiday and he's like the greatest prospect ever. Um, and basically when they came to me, you know, I was able to bring the pitch like, Hey, you know, I'm a Maryland brand. I do make apparel. I'm, I'm not trying to make a uniform. You know, I'm, I'm happy mm -hmm. to make like more of the streetwear kind of, kind of side and being able to give them what they wanted for like a product giveaway. I was like, well, I don't want to just do pamphlets and business cards. I was like, let's, let's, let's turn this thing up. And we ended up putting together a hat. Um, I wish I had it, but we were putting together a hat um, that remixed the old Bay Sox 1994 inaugural season um, logo and colorways and stuff like that. We just put it in a modern feel with the D17 and being able to remix it into something that didn't look like, you know, like a Detroit Tigers or something like that. Mm. It felt new, but recognizable um, with the brand colorways. And um, we kept the bait, you know, baseball fever with D17 and everything. Um, and we didn't sell them. I gave them away. I gave away 200 hats to whoever wow. came to me um, at my table. And obviously people are like, are they selling these in the store? I was like, no, nope just right here and they're like oh wow uh how much i was that was free and they're like no way they're like yeah all i need you to do is follow me on instagram <laughs> um the people were just so confused because I, I i take so much time to putting it into product and and take every step like thread counts and colors and mid high low profile pre-curved brim you know enclosures and everything and i'm like they were freaking out that they're like, yeah, it's free. And, you know, I couldn't, obviously they, I wasn't allowed to in my contract, you know, licensing and all that stuff, but it was a cool, like one time activation to really let people see what we have going on and what's, uh, what we're able to do. Um, and it was cool. Like people loved it. And I sent some to the front office, you know, yeah. I, I thought I was going to get a letter from the MLB or, or the MILB being like, Hey, you can't do that. But they're like, Hey, you know, let's, let's, let's keep this, this conversation going. So now it's like down the line, I can, you know, I was able to see what our growth was, what I was able to do for like referral to the Bay Sox uh, organization and their website. And it's like, Hey, we were successful before. Maybe if we do something like a limited release in the store or something we can do online or, you know, if we're, you know, have matching Shopify accounts, we could probably cross collab on a product mm -hmm. and, and really showing that kind of grassroots unity, um, I think was just cool. And, you know, now I'm trying to get to obviously other teams, either if it's like MLB or NBA or, 
um, you know, I'm trying to talk to the PPA, the the Pickleball Association, <laughs> um, just being able to see like, hey, if they can put their trust in me, I can give it back into them and, and bring them value that they may have been looking for, um, even with my my small brand. Yeah, no, that that's incredible. I think that, you know, the interesting takeaway here is is do the work for free, right? You know, so many people are scared of that mm. and, and they, they shy away from it because it's a huge gamble. But, you know, when you really mm. have that long-term vision, then, you know, it's really not a risk at all. It's just, it's just, yeah. that it can lead to more opportunities. The other, the other part two of my question in terms of athletics is, is one thing that uh, I've really leaned to in, uh, personally is running. And so I know that, you know, D17, mm. you know, has a running club and, and it sounds like you're really passionate about it. And so I wanted to mm. give some space to talk about it because running's really changed, you know, my perspective on, on life and it allows a daily outlet for myself to just be free and think freely more specifically and, and also exercise mm. and how important that is. And so I'd love to hear more about, you know, the running club, the running community, which touches onto the third pillar a little bit, but um, just kind of what, what, what you're doing there. Yeah. So I started the running club probably sadly, like a little bit before all the COVID shutdowns. And I feel like a lot of people were in that same realm because we couldn't go to gyms anymore. We couldn't go to a lot of social events. So a lot of people turned to running to be that kind of outlet. Um, now I did play, like I played lacrosse in high school. I played, I ran track, you know, I played ball. I, I played golf for four years. So it kind of was like, uh, back then the running was the punishment, you know, it's like, you know, get on the ground, run a mile, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. And, um, when I started doing it kind of as an adult, it, it just, like you had mentioned, it became a way to kind of go and approach things at my own pace and my own feel and and kind of style of how I like to do things and then kind of rolling off that um like I mentioned before the call I worked for ASICS on the the SPS sports style social media um and really being able to understand the heritage of running and what they've been able to build and how all the companies kind of uh cross pollinate like uh you know uh, they were Nike was selling right blue ribbon sports at the time was selling Oniska tiger shoes. And then how, you know, running became a lot bigger around the Olympics and, you know, all these guys are winning in these cleats and they've never seen these silhouettes before. Um, and now how more modernly, like people are bringing back retro models and wearing them in you know, more contemporary tastes, like obviously Nike with their Romero, Asics with the Joe Cayano, obviously New Balance has always had their things with their collaborations with like Amelia on door, Kif and stuff like that. Um, but like for me and our club, we're all a lot of former athletes. We're all looking for new ways to kind of compete and push ourselves. Um, Cause I really kind of missed that structure growing up. I've, I, I played, you know, sports all the way from child to my early 20s and it's like geez i i don't have that discipline to getting up go to practice go to school you know work out eat you know now it's like okay well i'll go to work and now what do i do so <laughs> you know running kind of brought back some of that stability and then over time i began to I was like okay i'd love to make product i don't know if there's like a gap between like that fashiony and like cool hype kind of blame 
as well as still being either performance or anything you can just wear, you know, recreationally. Um, I kind of was able to do some of that. And I worked with um, the Chasing Roses Run Club that was in Seattle, Portland area. Um, same thing, just cold DM the run leader. And I said, hey, I'm a, I'm a small brand. I've got a bunch of shirts. I'd love to send them out to your team. And he was like, yeah, sure. You know, we're actually running the Portland Marathon if you want to oh, wow. outfit us. And I was like, all right. I, I went to UPS, bought the biggest box that I could. I probably put 15 shirts, hats, water bottles, socks, jackets, you name it. Um, you know, obviously it's like a seating kind of thing. And then I get a call back and he's like, yo, everybody, we loved your stuff. We took a picture with our medals after the race as a team. And I was like, oh crap, they actually really are like, you know, into the product and everything. And they like the design and they, they, they resonated with it very well. Um, then that led us to doing a collaboration with the run club. Um, we did a collaboration hoodie together, just something simple. Cause they didn't have any merchandise. So I was like, all right, well, let's do something. And you know, uh, their leader Tunde, he sent the link out and, you know, I'm sitting in my house and, uh, my phone just, I'm like, what is going on? And I keep seeing all these Shopify notifications. I was like, Tunde, what the heck did you do? He's like, yeah, I just sent it out to everybody and they liked it and their friends liked it. And, you know, these other clubs were liking it, this club in Atlanta, this one in Detroit, this one in Austin, Texas. So then I was like, oh crap. I thought we were making like 25 hoodies and I was like, this is like 150. I was like, <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously that's when you have to call the homies. It's like, Hey, uh, I've, I, I've got pizza and, and let's just, you know, eat this real quick. And can you guys help me pack 150 mm -hmm. hoodies that are going across the country? So, um, luckily my friends are always like super supportive to do that kind of stuff. And I do, I do reward them either, uh, a lot of times it's, it's very food-based uh, incentives, but, uh, you know, being able to do that. And then I run myself, um, you know, I participated in the Baltimore Run Fest last year. I've, you know, ran with a lot of the Baltimore DC uh, running stores like Charm City Run, um, Feet First in Columbia. And we currently run with them now every Thursday, um, like our club and their club, we kind of merge together. And, you know, thankfully they've allowed me to come in their space and feel included yeah. and then now it's like every thursday on my clock i gotta go to run club you know i'm with my friends we're doing our workouts together on the track or we're exploring new lakes and paths and that community slowly grew and grew and grew and grew um and now it's like going back to kind of the first question with those pillars and things uh now when people are like well, when are you gonna make more stuff when are you gonna make more stuff and i'm like well i'm kind of you know i'm working out new deals and you know textiles and stuff like that like let me let me get that together um now as to the fact that when i'm putting a product out i have a, a a big enough audience that a lot of people will begin to see it and the motion will go behind it um versus when i was starting out it was like all right links up who wants it and then you know it's just crickets for like three days but now it's like people are either looking for it or they want to keep it in their day-to-day -day regimen even i want some new stuff i've been i'm actually sitting on new water bottles in this box right here but um um being able to kind of do that and now i'm kind of looking to get more into the retail space like trying to find new stockists and stuff like that 
um, that really resonate with the same things that we do. Uh, I'm still kind of on the front end of that, but now it's like, okay, how can we be able to get the product to more people and expand reach and letting them see it? Um, that's just gonna, a lot of emailing, a lot of calls. I was gonna, I was gonna ask. So, so you know, the the this event of you know you just reaching out to this run club cross country, you know them, you know you mm -hmm. just gifting. You, you're not making money on this, and then. And then they hit you back. You do this collaborative hoodie. You finally make some money, right? Like, cause you're, you're making mm. all these hoodies a hundred, let's call it 150, you know? Yeah. Anybody listening is like, has to start question. I questioned it. I'm like, <laughs> man, you do a lot of shit free. It's like, who's, who's paying who the bill? This, who then, is this guy? <laughs> and, then, and then you get this opportunity for 150 hoodies where you can finally like make a little bit of money. You know, how mm. do you balance that? Like, of like, the opportunities of like, I'm going to do this for free or, Hey, like I need X number of dollars to execute this. Like, do you ever have that conflict in terms of like, cause it's great to do cool projects all the time, but like at mm. the end of the day, like people got to eat too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say actually a real time, uh, kind of obstacle I ran into. So last year, um, I went back to my alma mater at Towson university and I made a bunch of t-shirts for them um off a whim i probably had maybe 150 and I, our school is it's 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 division one but we don't get the same love as like as a lot of the other schools that have you know the 47 licenses the new era licenses stuff like that and i put together a t-shirt and i was like uh i'm just gonna go up here at the homecoming with a box and a table and once again i just i was just like all right i'm just gonna give them out. I just, I, I literally no advertising. I just pulled up, I just put them on the rack and I was like, all right, I'm just going to stand here until someone comes up to me and they say, Hey, this cool shirt. I'm like, yeah, it's, you have a student ID. And like, yeah, it's, it's free. And they're like, Oh shoot. Okay. I'm, they put it on, they, you know, walk around and they, you know, talk with their friends and stuff like that. And then at one point I was getting berated by all these people, um, which people was like crazy. Shit, and then yeah, they do like the free stuff. And it's and it's really wild. It's really wild because when I, I posted the shirt, um, my sister and I went and did a quick photo shoot of the shirt. And it's crazy because someone um from the ownership or not the ownership, the ownership uh, you know, company um that owns the wizards and the capitals and stuff like that, like the NBA, NHL, all that stuff. Um, she does global partnerships. She was there at the tailgate right next to where I was set up and come to find out she was a Towson alum and she was like, oh my goodness, like, is this your stuff? I said, yeah, it's free. And then she was like, oh no, sweetie, this is not, this is, this needs to be, you know, obviously monetized or something. And we made a connection and I was able to get to know her um, and she's great. Shout out to Jennifer. She's great. Um, and really taught me how. I can go back and, and do stuff like that. But then it kind of was a twist behind it. Like, okay, Towson, I, I've, I've given the, uh, you know, the concept. And then now it's like, okay, maybe we can work together to get a budget behind this. And then we can uh, put something together that's more polished, maybe get it in the store. Maybe I can do the same thing, but with more of the backing of the school. Um, and that's where stuff like grants and, and mm -hmm. um, obviously that budget begins to build. And then eventually, 
um, I'm doing another project for my high school and kind of tying back to that community. I opened it up to the, uh, to the city. And I was like, Hey, I'm doing this, you know, community-based t-shirt. I'm, you know, selling sponsorship space on the back or on the sleeves and stuff. Um, because I want to highlight you guys, obviously it's not going to be something, you know, extremely egregious in terms of the, the advertising space as it is, but it eventually helped me build budget out, um, to get one more product to highlight the community and three, um, not have capital one calling me for a random, um, suspected fraud charge because, you know, sometimes you have to use your own money to kind of, uh, get, you know, stuff paid for obviously mm -hmm. like you kind of have to go into the the own bank um but now it's like okay i'm kind of developing those avenues of revenue that it's like okay i'm not only selling my own stuff i've developed these relationships with these stores and other groups that now we're helping them create stuff and i'm able to generate money off of that i'm able to go um you know work with you know, getting to the retail space, like, okay, now I can start making inventory to put into stores. I can start worrying about our, you know, direct to consumer stuff. And it's kind of like, okay, then you start seeing the notifications come in and you're like, all right, I don't have to bust out all this because obviously the free is cool. And like you said, but then it's like, ah, oh, geez, I didn't, I didn't blew the budget for the year on one thing. And like stuff is slowly like getting expensive. And it's like, I don't want to cut corners in terms of, um, you know, how, how I'm going to like screen print it or embroidery or whatever. Um, but I will say at first, it was like, oh, geez, I got to stop doing all this, this, this giving away stuff. Because then sometimes you might send a package and you're like, hey, you know, hopefully uh, you share a it. little social media post or something. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez, I never heard from this person. They just took my, they just took 10 pairs of socks and just went. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know what no, they did I with them, but. It's a... I've, uh, I've, I've been there myself, you know, I've, I've shipped, uh, full paintings to people, you know, just cause you know, mm. relationship or whatever, thinking like you'd get, mm. but that that's the flaw, right? Like you can't have expectations of people because then mm. you just get disappointed and, and it doesn't, it doesn't suit anybody well that, but, but you got to do these opportunities to meet that person at the partnership level of these major organizations, right? Like yeah. you're going to mm -hmm. hit one of these times and you just have to get through all the mud in order to, to get to the grass. So mm -hmm. I, that's a really cool story. Um, and so one thing I did want to talk about that I, I don't think enough people who are like really bootstrapped and really doing this on a day-to-day -day grind talk about is like, is this like an all day thing, every day thing for you? Like, do you love it? Like, are you like obsessed and like, you can't think of anything else and like, you're just so in it or do you, have you gotten to the point where you find this flow state of like, okay, I have a, a life and I have time with my friends, whether that's making pizza and packing boxes mm. or family or whatever <laughs> it is, or is this just like a full on grind every single day, weekends involved? Like, where do you stand? Um, I think in terms of me being that type of creative person, I have to have some type of balance between it. Um, because at first I was like, every day, all day, let's do it. You know, I like I still have a nine to five, but I'm like, we got to do it every weekend, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. I got to do this stuff. I got to do this stuff and getting things out. Um, but I've gotten to the point now, and I, and I love being able 
to say this. Um, I always think back when I was like, you know, 19, 20, 20, 20, uh, 21, thinking like, oh, I wish I started sooner. You know, I wish I started this when I was like 16 or something like that. But I don't think I had the discipline and, and the production that I do now to be able to kind of get stuff completed. Like, yeah, I love being able to grind and, you know, put my nose to the dirt and get things done. But after a while, I found out that I'm just wasting a lot of time doing 10,000 things versus like really honing in on like three things that I can really sit down and like, you know, I have a PS5 and I'll just throw my headphones on and talk to my friends while I'm sending like, okay, I'm going to send 10 emails today. I'm going to make five social posts and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make a blog post or something, or, or I'll get like, you know, chat GBT to do it or something, or at least get the prompts together versus like, okay, I'm going to sit up all day. I got to think of a whole collection. I got to think of what accessories I have to do this. I have to do that. But sometimes I get a lot of inspiration, obviously from sport or, you know, I could be watching TV, you know, I could be watching Netflix and I'm sitting down and I'm, you know, I'm watching a documentary on F1 and I'm like, hmm, I'm interested in like these silhouettes of the cars and how they, you know, use sponsorship and kind of the titles that uh, I've gotten really into uh, soccer recently. So it's like, I've been looking at like the different kits from, you know, all the regions and seeing their styles and a lot of the heritage things with like a Nike or a Umbro or Asics or a Kappa, like, wow, I didn't even know these guys were making this stuff in the nineties and two thousands. And that's kind of where I pull a lot of inspiration from, but being able to take that step away and looking and experiencing and seeing stuff is what helped me. And then I'll kind of jump in my phone and be like, okay, let me, you know, screenshot, screenshot, take a picture. And I'm like, okay, well, now I know when I'm going back to make a collection, it's like, all right, maybe I'll do two shirts, an accessory, something else, maybe something bigger. I can plan that for down the line. And it's like, okay, well, I have this event happening because one thing I've learned is, is being in the business is stuff flips so fast. If you, if you talk to me in 2018, I didn't think I'd have a run club in 2020. I don't, I don't even think that was in my, you know, my, my vision. I would even 2021, I didn't think I'd be talking with pickleball companies in 2023 or working with the Bay Sox or, or, you know, talking with these athletes and stuff. I didn't think I was, it, it, it just switches so fast. And then it's like, okay, I have to be able to go out and, and have that balance with my family and sit down and think and look around and see what people are wearing, you know, what palettes am, am I seeing in, in, on the streets and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, now I can go back and sit down with, with a clearer mind and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Maybe it take me two, three hours. Um, you know, maybe a day or something. There might be that one day I'm grinding all day doing stuff. But I, I think now the brand is so ingrained with my own life that it's like, sometimes it's not even work. Like going to run club every Thursday, it's still at the beginning, it was a business kind of like, okay, they can show I'm, I'm active. I'm here. I'm showing my face. Now it's like, all right, I'm going to run club. I'm seeing the store owner. I'm talking to her. I'm seeing her husband. You know, we're shaking hands and 
eating uh, gummy bears and stuff like that, or if it is working with the Bay Sox, like I love baseball. Yeah, I was giving away hats, but I was still a fan of the game when I was there or being able to send cold emails. You know, I've always been a fan of like the stuff you do and like the people I meet on LinkedIn. It's like, cool. This is just people of common interest that mm. I feel accustomed to. And then it's like, hey, you know, I I love what you're doing. Let's say it's somebody, you know, at a company and they're like the director of, you know, partnerships or brand collaborations and in, in energy. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm curious, you know, how you kind of go through your day to day and stuff like that. I'm interested in that stuff too. Oh, by the way, I, I sell t-shirts too. So <laughs> then it kind of built that conversation. You find out they have their own brand too. And I'm like, Hey, you make knitwear. I make uh, shirts. Let's, let's do something together. I don't care. Are you in Baltimore or DC? You got a camera. I got a camera. Let's, you know, let's get a coffee and take pictures somewhere, you know, see what's around. And it's just so intertwined that I feel like I'm rambling. I'm trying to get away from the day to day, like hard, get it done, get it done, get it done. Um, Cause then I get, you get burnt out and then you lose inspiration and, and it's kind of takes away from it. Cause I've, I've been in that. I've and anyone listening. I've been in that. I remember, and I'll, and I'll end it here. I was at a photo shoot with my, my friend Jorge and he's like my ride or die homie. And I remember I'm looking, this is, this is spooky. I'm looking at the people taking the pictures, all my friends and, you know, photographer. And I'm like, crap, I got to do this again in like three months. Like, you know, like you take so much effort to put into the collection that it's like, I got to replicate this magic again, you know? Mm -hmm. And then obviously life comes in and, 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 you know, outside factors, but I was already in my head before the stuff even touched the site. I was like, crap, I got to figure out all new colorways, new designs, new models, you know, new stories, new, uh, timelines. And I was like, oh man, this is, I'm freaking out. And I, I didn't put stuff out for like six months. I, I was, I was so into myself that I was like, I don't think I can replicate what I'm making now again and mm. then think about it I got to do it again you know I, I try to at least every quarter but like you know yeah. that's where the creative kind of anxious side hits me and I'm like oh geez I got to do this again I got I got to find something to look for what's inspiring me oh 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 let me try to find something that's inspiring you know versus letting it find me um and then kind of going from there so it's a back and forth and luckily now I've I've got I've got a whiteboard with tasks. This is what I'm doing today. I can take a day off. Like mm. don't people should like you can take a day off. It's okay. It's okay to go, you know, go to the bar with your friends, you know, if you're 21 or hang outside or go for a walk or ride a bike, you know, go to the movies. You might watch a movie and, and hear hear a sound like in the soundtrack and be like, "Huh, that's interesting." Or you know, being able to see that stuff. Cause that's how, that's how I get it. You know, like I saw the Barbie movie and I liked the credit song. I was like, Yo, this rocks. Like I would love to make like a campaign around something of this type of feel or like the sounds or like the speakers and stuff like that. So you never know where it's going to come from. And I try not to force it. And when it finds me, it finds me. If it doesn't, then, you know, it, yeah, you, gotta there, stay, you gotta there, stay in love with it. There is something to be said about, you know, being so future focused that you actually aren't even present. And it sounds like you, mm -hmm. I've personally experienced experience that at one point, this is 
three or four or five years ago now i was working like three different jobs at the same and i had a stable full-time job it wasn't necessary but it was like mm. i was so obsessed with like doing more or the concept of doing more that mm. it actually took so much away yeah. from the present moment um mm -hmm. which is going to be pretty uh you know one thing i i want to ask you before we wrap up is you know pretty contradictory to what we just spoke about but as you go forward and as you you know build out these collections or think about your life and your creative you know avenues forward do you have a, mm. a goal do you think about that like long term it would be perfect if i got to x or y or z you know i i uh i heard this quote on a podcast and they said they said uh yourself from five years ago would be happy where you are today and it was so true because like we get lost in everything that we're working on and things like that but that we forget how far we've actually come and so i want to think about you know do you do you think about what's happening in the future what you're building towards and can you appreciate that yeah i think definitely being able to like see myself you know i i don't i don't assume i'm going to be like the next pharrell or something like that which would be cool you know I'd, I'd love to you know yeah do my own stuff you know get the get the louie stuff you know kind of just keep putting out great work um you know i obviously think about like personal life like tying back all the way with like all the free stuff like i definitely you know, I get nervous sometimes that I sit down with like a, I'll, I'll be, I don't know what age I'll be. I sit with a financial advisor and they look at all my, you know, financials and they're like, why do you have this random, very large other part? What was that? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I had a business and I, you know, I bought a lot of stuff and, you know, I didn't make a lot at first and like, I'm still trying to make it back and stuff like that. Um, I kind of don't, I think about that sometimes, but, um, obviously I'd love the brand to be in a position to where, you know, it's known and recognizable and people love the product all over the world. And, you know, we're able to assist and help athletes and work with, you know, I'd love to work with the new balances and like do activations and make product together or like I'm maybe 20 minutes from Under Armour, um, you know, being able to work with them on like grassroots activations or product and stuff like that. Cause I, I feel like just D17 has this malleable kind of like a thing, but it's, it's not stuck in a thing because it's, you know, even when I was trying to name it, when I was five years ago, I was like, I want to have a acronym name or name it after something. It's just my last name and my number when I played sports. So I was like, it, it kind of embodies its own thing, but now it's grown into its own thing. Um, and then I think about like super future when I'm, you know, in my seventies or 80 years old and, you know, I make these pieces like a Towson or the Bay socks or something like that. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting somewhere, maybe I'm in Florida and I'm on the porch and you know, some grandkid or something runs up to me and they say oh, grandpa did you make this you know and i'm and i'm like yeah you know 
<laughs> I was real cool, you know, back in the day, I made all this stuff, you know, <laughs> all this, this crazy things or people were able to recognize it. Cause I think about that too. Like when I did the Bay Sox giveaway, it was a bunch of kids. They're probably eight years mm-hmm. old and they got a bunch of hats and they're jumping up and down. They're like, we got hats, we got hats. And I was like, you're going to thank me in like 30 years. So, you know, and I, I check eBay and I'm like, D17 vintage pieces, you know, kids are like on TikTok raving about finding like, wow, I found this D17 minor league Bowie Bay Sox hat from 2023. And I'm like, man, I remember when I was sitting up there giving them things away. And then now it's like, it all kind of found its way back to me. Um, But I would say kind of tying it back from me five years ago, looking at myself now, I'd be like, I see what you did there, but now I'm kind of thinking of myself now and like what, you know, five years ahead of me would think. Um, I would, I would definitely be like, I think you, you sat down, you really took this thing seriously. You obviously knew like a lot of people, you tell them, why are you making t-shirts? You know how many t-shirts exist in the world? You know how many brands there are? You know how many people are doing the same thing? And, um, I kind of got away from trying to stand, obviously, you know, it's like, you got to stand out and be different. But I was like, I don't think I really need to try. I think I've got it in a way. That's what people tell me. They're like, some of the stuff you be doing is weird. And I'm like, yeah, but you wait. I'm like, just it's something, something in my brain is, is, is clicking. And then it's like the fact that it's, it's weird. Like I told my friends, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start making pickleball stuff. This was like 2019. I was saying it and I was like, I should do this or like even the run stuff. uh, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start a running club. I don't care. Um, Trying to do that. And, you know, I think in terms of who I want to be is slowly getting there. I think past me is definitely thinks I'm like so cool because, you know, I, I wish I had like my own, you know, studio and, you know, all this stuff and everything, but, you know, I'll get there. And I try to tell myself as a creative, like, I think it'll, it'll come to me when I'm ready for it. Because like I said, when I was younger, I don't think I was ready for it. I I know no crazy words, but I think I would have screwed it up. Honestly, Mm. I think I would have tried to go too far. I think I would have looked in the wrong places. I think I would have just gone belly up. And then I've been like, well, now I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think now I'm at the point that as things come, it'll find me. Now I know how to execute when I see it. Um, I know ideas will come to me when they can. I try to block out the noise of, of competition or whatever. Like, I mean, everyone, every, people can buy multiple t-shirts. Like, it's not like they have to buy me every day, every hour. Like they can wear other things too, but I'd love your patronage, but um, <laughs> it's just like the way that, that uh, now I think I'm just so comfortable I feel like I'm in a good space, both mentally, physically with the running. Um, I feel like my creativity is still bouncing off the walls, but I'm able to kind of take that energy and put it together. It's like Dragon Ball Z when Gohan unlocked his inner potential. Like it was wild, but now I'm able to like hone it in into something and be effective with it. Um, And like I said, each part that I've pulled from the five years of me ago, like the running taught me how to be fit and disciplined. Uh, the cold calling a bunch of people taught me how to be aggressive and how to create pitches. Uh, you know, general life, you know, obviously my friends are 
having kids and getting married and stuff like that, that taught me like, it'll come when it, when you're ready for it, you know, maybe, maybe I'm too busy right now to do that stuff. Um, you know, obviously blowing the bag when I was 21, you know, taught me later on Hey, let's set aside or whatever to think about building this collection, how much I need to spend, where I need to go, how I need to do it or how I can change the plan to, you know, keep costs very lean. So it's kind of like, I've always been pulling like every aspect into one big thing. And then I keep putting it back in the brand and mm. then it comes out within me. And then I kind of start to see it with people around me. Cause now when they see the, that letter and that number, they're like, I know that guy makes good stuff. He's got a great support system. He really loves his community. He's willing to advocate for his community. I was I was a I wasn't the biggest baller when I was playing sports, but you know I had a couple of a couple of articles, so I wasn't like you know all American or anything, but I was pretty decent. You know I'm not like a scrub. Um, they know that something is coming in the future, and they know that I want to stick around for a long time. So mm. I've been trying to be able to keep that together with the brand because I feel like a lot of people think you're just going to fall off after like year three or something. Like, you know, you see stuff on TV, like most businesses, you know, close after two years. I'm like, well, I'm at seven. I'm, I'm super lean sometimes. There's times I've had zero sales for like three months. At times I'll get like a hundred with the run club in two days, you know, stuff like that. And, and I've, I've gotten, I've gotten comfortable with the change and the growth and then i hope 80 year old me is fine i hope 19 year old me is fine um uh, you know 28 year old me feels good and uh when i feel good the brand feels good so i just go from there and uh i think that's uh that's an amazing way uh to summarize yourself and your brand and your mission and your vision uh long term uh terrence this has been awesome um i'm super happy that oh, you thanks. did <laughs> Did, uh, you did reach out and you, you, you shot, shot your shot. And, uh, I think that's a huge takeaway did you. Um, for, for, for people who are listening, um, just closing, where can people check you out in your, in your, you know, store or your product or your past or your personal life? Like where can, where can people find you? Yeah. Anything d 17 com is all my personal and it's all linked to the store all the store stuff is just d17clothing.com if you don't want to type that in d17.shop uh you know all the socials d17 clothing it's all the same thing linkedin come find me you know i'll keep my dms open too anybody <laughs> has questions uh follow on instagram i love conversation i love being able to meet new people and 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 going from there and Hopefully, David, I was I was enough that you know we can you know keep talking and, and and developing you know a connection because you never know I might bump into you somewhere and I'm like hey I know that guy we did a we did a podcast or a, you know a episode together at ten in the morning the day the day football starts then I'm like yeah I'm that guy I'm, I was that guy that. Uh, <laughs> That's why uh that's why I do so, this man is cuz you 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 do bump into people in the weirdest places on this planet at the weirdest times and they 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 create magic. So I appreciate you reaching out. This has been a an unbelievable conversation. Another episode of an untold narrative. So Terrence, uh, I appreciate you and thanks for for uh hopping on with us.